You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman. If you're listening to this, usually we have a show where we talk about wrestling. A show called Up Next. Isn't that right? It is. It covers all the kind of Wednesday night wrestling at the moment. So yeah, it's been... we've been doing Up Next and Forever Young, which covers the WWE May Young Classic. But normally we watch NXT, the WWE Network show, and then we talk about it, do this Thursdays. But... Post wrestling, John Away, the people we work for, the fine gentlemen, they've been doing some movie reviews, and uh, they've been doing like Marvel, and uh, I I love those movies as well as do you. I, I'm a massive fan of the Marvel films. Uh, I like them to an extent, but for me, uh, there's things I like, which is horror movies. So for a long time, we've joked about doing uh, Power Rangers reviews and things like that. So we decided decided to kind of dabble in that as well so now we're here to review some movies and we picked one to start off this kind of thing uh since it's almost halloween it's almost halloween and the new halloween film right is just around the corner the new one 40 years later it's crazy so we decided to watch the original halloween now you're like super familiar with this film. You you watched it just what two weeks ago. I literally have seen this movie like so many times. Yeah, so I'm semi familiar. I remember. So my uh, experience with the Halloween franchise, uh, Halloween Resurrection, was the very first one I saw. Right. I had Buster Rhymes. Yeah, I had a load of. I've mentioned it on on Up, Up Next. Next. Yeah. Um, had a load of boys over for my birthday. We rented it from Blockbusters. Rip what was it 2002 Damn. i'm imagining around then sure um but having seen that film and being 13 14 at the time or whatever and thinking this is really cool even though it's not a great film <laughs> it's a slasher like it introduced right. me to that genre uh i went back and watched all the others 
I'm sorry. And I, I've watched this Halloween a few times. Right. But we're probably talking about 15, 16 years sure. since I last saw it. So okay. A I'm, lot of it was fresh, but as it happened, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, the first one is is considered one of the best ones. Probably, it is the best one, obviously. Uh, I mean, some people well, it's will up, fight you. It's always mentioned any best of list for yeah. horror. I'm a super nerd when it comes to this movie. Like, uh, we live together. We're roommates. We call ourselves the BDE, the Braden Davy Estate, obviously. And uh, we have some artwork of mine, which is literally the poster in a frame in our hallway. Uh, I have many things relating to this movie in my life. Now, talking about that piece of artwork, having rewatched this film now, there's a bit of artwork in my room that's related to your piece of artwork. What is that? Have a think. What have I got up in my room? You got uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um, some superhero. Yeah. What was it? I don't remember. I don't What's know. the film Lindsay's watching? In this movie? In this movie. The Thing. No. Tommy's watching The Thing. Oh, sorry. I don't know. What was you She's watching? She's watching Forbidden Planet. And oh, I put a Forbidden Planet poster Wow. Look at so that tie-in. It's like we're meant to be. We are meant to be roommates. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, so we're clearly both really big nerds. Uh, I'm obsessed with the Halloween franchise, but originally, like, the actual original one is the one I'm just super into. The sequels are great. Um, we could maybe one day watch those. I will refuse to watch Halloween 3 ever again. Like, I recommend don't watching that movie. Just pretend it never existed. It's the one I've not seen, and don't I will watch. see. I will watch it. <laughs> I don't like, want to watch it. It's got nothing to do with Michael Myers, um, but I will watch it one day. And then we have the Rob Zombie remake. I've not seen them. The I have those as well. Maybe we could do the Rob Zombie one in the future. Um, uh, a lot of people are... There's people who really like love and like that one, and there's people who absolutely despise that one. I'm kind of... I enjoyed the first Rob Zombie one, but the second one in the hospital is one of the worst movies I've ever seen as well. I'm not a fan of that at all. It's just gory for no reason. People say that about the first one, and it was super gory, but... I don't. I don't mind the the Rob Zombie remake. Gore can be justified, like um, right. I've it can to, be. It's I've not. I've listened to Eli Roth talk a lot, and okay. he's known for his torture point. You haven't actually seen Hostel, have you? No, I've never so seen. So I'm scared. I really to ruin like Hostels. I really like the first two. Actually, all right. Well, watch. I think are pretty good, but they're very very gory. Right. But in interviews, he's he talks about it, and it's like it's not gore for gore's sake. It's because we're desensitized by so much now. Sure. If someone gets their head cut off in a film, like we'll see in future Halloween films, yeah. it's funny. You root for the bad guy. It's like, yeah, you yeah, wallet exactly. that kid's head off. If it's something... And you can't relate to what having your head cut off will feel like. Right. Whereas things that like Are gory. involve... My finger getting the stabbed. The eye. Sure. Or having your Achilles slip. Oh, was, yes. I've yeah. seen that in a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Things like that. We've all had paper cuts before. Sure. Like, slits, that fucking yeah. agony, and cut your That's why I don't like it. I don't you can relate that. to that, and that's when it's scary, and that's where I think gore is good. All right, well, I'll watch some... I, I've never seen the Saw franchise either, simply what? because, oh, saw simply because is, of gore. Oh, right? Saw... The first one right, is so fantastic. I have a lot. I have a lot to see. Do, do you know the twist? Yeah, I don't uh, want to talk about it. We're, okay. we're, we don't need to talk about it. Right. In the future, we can talk about it. Yeah. Clearly, we can watch a lot more horror movies. That I, I there's just ones I've just never watched because people always say it's kind of gory. I'm just not super into that. Again, it's it's like most of these franchises. But the that's first another one has an awesome right, sure. concept, and then it it gets Trickles more out into gets, just turns into what money. kind of deaths can we do? <laughs> what can we one? do for money? Yeah, uh, essentially, what has happened to Halloween franchise? Yeah. But the original one. 
the one we're reviewing is the one that is like it's te technically an indie film like oh yeah it, it was not a lot of money put into it like the most that they put into it was giving donald pleasance uh the the main guy dr yeah. loomis like they gave him like 20 grand and he only did five days of shooting and he's in half this movie so it's like they were real indie and how familiar are you with uh, uh donald pleasance um i know i know some of him but not a lot of him. have you seen the great escape yeah, with uh, who's the main guy? Um, Robert? Steve. Oh, <laughs> well, he, Steve McQueen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Why did I say? Wrong? Um, um and, and he's also a Bond villain. Yeah, he's oh, Blofeld. rest in peace, he's Donald Pleasant. Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Um, the Great Escape is a fantastic movie. Right. Rewatch it. It's a Christmas tradition back in the UK. Okay. It's on like every Christmas. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, but then he took he took a big like thing making this movie because it was kind of like an indie slasher film that you know slashers weren't really that around. But this is the main big one that kind of started it. But let's go into it. And we can start talking about that sure. stuff. So John Carpenter's Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. Um, let's get into this. So the movie takes place with the intro with the famous pumpkin. Now I'm such a nerd when it comes to this movie that every year I buy two pumpkins. I buy one to try out a new scary face or do something funny, and then on the second one, I do this pumpkin. I can do this pumpkin in my sleep probably. I've literally done it every year. Uh, follow my Instagram and you'll see it this year at the Bray D. Uh, question, are we yes. getting a BDE pumpkin? So we'll get two pumpkins. One will say BDE on it yep. and the other will be this one. Nice. It'll be great. Nice. We have not gone pumpkin pick picking yet, nope. but we live near a few shops here so we can just buy them. Um, it is Haddonfield, Illinois on Halloween night in 1963. It's a uh, kind of a POV stance here that's famous this famous intro is kind of uh famous for this because it's like a pov of the child of michael myers here going through the kitchen grabbing a kitchen knife then proceeds to go upstairs while a boy leaves and then he goes into his sister's room and he stabs her with a kitchen knife and kills his sister uh, then there's a shot of the kid and his parents coming home with the police and they catch him in this clown outfit with the knife, and the crazy pan-out shot happens. That's also really uh, just beautiful. It's like everything's kind of frozen, but it's also not as it pans out in the neighborhood from the house. Uh, so Michael Myers is a—he's a kid, but he's a killer. So what do you think about that? It's—it's <laughs> um, hard to think. It's—it's it's impossible to watch films from even like ten years ago now. Right without having a sense of, okay, but how was this at the time? Because, <laughs> I don't know, this could be super scary to an audience then. It could scare people now. Sure. But I'm just watching it like, it looks so corny. <laughs> we're also watching, why is, we're watching this on a giant, like my TV is like, I don't know, how big is 50? this? It's like 60, and it's a Blu-ray, the 35th anniversary. There's things in this movie that were probably unseen, but then when you, converted into this super HD thing, you can see things that weren't meant to be seen. It's it's common in it's movies. It's like little stuff I I pointed out was why is she um like covering her breasts while she's being stabbed? I'm not saying I'm wanting her to <laughs> show them, but like Which why, she does. but why like if you're being stabbed, I'm not gonna worry if I'm naked or not. Like you're gonna sure. try and fight off. And her screams are like 
terrible. <laughs> um, but at the time, this might have been right. Cool. It probably scared some some people. But it's it's kind of those. I'm a massive Scream fan, and obviously we all know the the tropes of horror films, right? And like, that's the only reason why she was naked was <laughs> to justify her death in some sort of weird way. Uh, because she, well, in, in Scream, Jamie Kennedy does a fantastic explanation of this movie. But because the boyfriend was leaving, so she had sex, therefore she's got to die. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. If you have sex in the movie, you're going to die. Yeah. Probably. So I'd be dead instantly. I wouldn't even be in a scary movie. I would just be dead. I am an addict. Um, we go fast forward into the future. It is October 30th, 1978. Smith Grove, Illinois. It's a sanitarium for the mentally insane. And Dr. Loomis, the man we were talking about, Donald Pleasance, he's there with an assistant of some sort. They're driving to pick up Michael Myers from this sanitarium years later and moving him far across the country because this man, Dr. Loomis, believes that this this Michael Myers is is evil. Um, He is his psychiatrist. So he has been with Michael for the years since shooting him. So... Dr. Sam Loomis is the psychiatrist, and uh, Sam Loomis is the name of Marion Crane's secret lover in Psycho. I'm reading this off IMDb. And coincidentally, Marion Crane was played by Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Leigh, and Annie is played by actress Nancy Keys, who is credited as Nancy Loomis. The name Loomis is also used in the movie Scream. So this name is crazy. Right, Billy he, Loomis. Yeah, yes. Of course, yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis, her mother, is in Psycho. Yeah. And she is in this movie. It's all weird that yeah. this name, Loomis, is coincided. And but probably... Deli- well, 100% with Scream, 100%. Yes, 100%. And, 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 and in this. And yeah. in this, yes. So I just... That's a very interesting thing. Whenever I think of the name Loomis, I don't know anyone. I have never known anyone with that name. <laughs> um... So they're picking up Michael Myers and they realize when they're there at night, it's a thunderstorm, the inmates have, have escaped. And then when Loomis gets out to investigate, uh, a man climbs upon the car, smashes the window, scares the assistant out, and steals their car and drives off. And Loomis is screaming, he's escaped, and it's going to be... Uh... Um, we're not shown how they all escaped. All these inmates. No, so it, it, you don't know how he got out. He probably planned this to escape because uh, doc, uh, Dr. Loomis is now in the rain. They're saying the evil is gone. He is gone. So obviously he escapes and Dr. Loomis is, is shook. He's upset. Right, he's he let him, very concerned. Of course, he's gone. It's uh, October 30th, 1978, 12 o'clock. Don't be late. Um, so then we go to Halloween the next day. It is in Haddonfield, and this is where we see the lead here, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Um, she is leaving her, her father's house, who is a, uh, uh, what do you, what do you, people who sell homes, a real estate agent, blanking on that. And they're telling her to put the key under the Myers house because someone's got to see the house a showing tonight. On Halloween, who goes to a home showing on Halloween? That's a terrible idea. Or, you a know. murder house as well. <laughs> that sounds awful. Uh, Laurie is walking to school and to that house where she is, runs into Tommy Doyle. And she is her, Tommy's babysitter. And they're talking about later tonight how Laurie is going to babysit him on Halloween night. 
and they're talking about making jack-o'-lanterns and watching scary movies. And as she's putting the key under the Myers house, he tells her that he's heard awful things about this house and that the, the, the Myers house is haunted. And she says it's not true. But as they walk away, uh, the camera shows that the shape, someone there, is watching her, breathing, creepy. Um, so that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, do you know why they call him the shape? Um, because of the mask, um, because it's like emotionless and like Loomis later calls him emotionless. So they go by the shape. Um, but I mean, in the movie, they also, they call him Michael when we, when everyone puts it together essentially. Um, but yeah, this, the shape is what they go by because his face, right? Mm. Like the mask is just plain. It's like white. It's actually a William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Stripped off and sprayed white. Like, yeah. So it's pretty creepy mask. Um, um, you were saying as you were watching it, like you love the music in this scene. Yeah. So um, the, I have like this this uh, obsession with the soundtrack, but this, John Carpenter made the soundtrack too. Yeah. By like he did it, which is really impressive. And it's like famous, the famous scene, like ding 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 ding. Yeah. It's famous. But my favorite, I have this like special edition vinyl that I actually have framed and I need to put up because <laughs> I'm a horror weirdo. And um, the, the theme I like most in this, there's so many themes that if you've watched this movie as a kid, you, you, so many times you know like the different little mm. side themes. But my favorite is Laurie's theme is the name of it. And they use it like fucking nine times in this movie. And it's my favorite one. It's like the slow... Dun, dun, dun. It's, it's great. The it, fact that he like wrote this and directed this and produced and all that stuff and still made the music to this yeah, is yeah. crazy. And it's like he could probably making money off this music still. Like, oh well, the theme in every Halloween yeah exactly scene, whether he's a producer yeah or not, he, he he usually he he doesn't do it for the newer ones other people just do it and redo it and stuff mm. like Trent Reznor actually just did like a cover of it for fun and mm. it's like cool but nothing is as good as the original yeah so um, it's pretty cool um, so that's the theme that plays here like a lot when you see Laurie is that theme like the slow thing and music in scary movies like make. Scary movies. Oh, completely. Same with sounds, like and lack of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure, right? So, um, and and Tommy Doyle, we did some research. Is the the character when he grows up in the sequels of Halloween, in the Curse of Michael Myers? I it's think. Paul Rudd. It's he Paul placed Rudd. Tommy Doyle. So in his like first big role, actually, Paul Rudd. Yeah, probably. Way before yeah. he was getting that Ant Man money, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it cuts to Doctor Loomis. He's arguing with the like head of the sanitarium. And he's like arguing, how could you let him escape? And how did he, how did he know how to drive? Which is like, <laughs> many people complain that that is a, uh, a plot yeah. hole here. How did this, this kid who grew up in, locked inside crazy, not talking to anyone forever, just all of a sudden knows how to drive a car? But I digress. Uh, so Loomis but at least they pointed out. Loomis points out. He yeah. goes, maybe someone was secretly giving him lessons or something. Hmm. Um, less is more, I guess. Um, it cuts to Lori. She's in school. She's uh, in a lecture of some sort, and she's just daydreaming in class. And she stares out the window. The same theme is playing here, by the way. And she sees a car outside the window of her classroom, and there's a man standing there watching her. The shape is watching her. As she's staring and wondering why this person's just standing there looking at her, the teacher asks her a question. She then answers it, which leads on to the teacher going into a rant about fate never changes. But as she looks back through the window, the shape is gone. And she's wondering where he went. Um, Then it goes to Tommy Doyle. He's being bullied in school here. And these kids are yelling, the boogeyman is coming. 
And don't you know what happens on Halloween? The boogeyman. And then they trip him. He drops his pumpkin, which makes me sad. It's yeah. a waste of a nice, beautiful pumpkin. And then the kid runs away. And as he's running, he bumps into someone. And it is the shape. It scares him. The kid runs off. Then the shape follows Tommy Doyle. Uh, clearly, he knows that Tommy and Laurie are, are friends here. Or maybe he heard them dis- discussing their babysitting plans. Uh, so he follows them there. But we, the sound effects they use, and they repeat it a bit, quite a bit throughout when Mike yes. was revealed. It's like this high pitch screech. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's so dated. Yeah, now, yeah, oh, but for like, sure. It's, it's very much pointing out <laughs> scary. This is the scary part. And whenever the main Halloween theme plays, you know shit's going down. Yeah. So as it plays, he's like stalking this kid. He's like a, a voyeur throughout this whole movie, just watching people. Um, it cuts to Dr. Loomis. He is on his way back to Haddonfield. Um, and he stops at like a, a, a truck stop to f- phone people saying he's going to Haddonfield to see if Michael maybe is there. And as he's at this truck stop, he notices a truck is there with the, the robes, the garments of a, a Michael from the, the hospital. Like the hospital robes, yeah. So he then runs, uh, realizes maybe Michael was there, so he goes back to his car. And as the camera pans out, it, it shows and reveals that Loomis didn't go further enough past like these bushes and that there was a body of a dead like, trucker mm. or tow truck driver or something. Thus explaining why Michael wears what he wears. His uh, overalls. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. 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 Um, so the classic... Like, and he blue. doesn't change it for 40 years. <laughs> it's pretty fucked. Um, uh, <laughs> although manages to find different masks still. Like, the yeah, the mask changed. The, the original is the best mask. Some yeah. of the other ones I think are terrible, terrible masks. The new one looks quite cool because it looks like it could be the original but weathered. Like so old and yeah. messed up, yeah. Um, what's the deal here with the rabbit red? Yeah. So this, he saw it in the truck? In the early shot where and Loomis And it was originally in his, in his van. Yeah, so Loomis has like this this uh, matchbook, with, like these matches, and it says the rabbit in red, which you can get on t-shirts, which I totally want like <laughs> on a shirt. No one would know what that is. Yeah. Um, which is like a club or maybe it's a strip club. Who knows? Loomis is, you know... He could be a drinker. He yeah. could be a man who likes to party at the, the club. Zanzibar. Yeah, you know, he could, he could, like, the nightlife. But he sees his matchbook uh, in that, in, in the ground beside the truck, which, with Michael's clothes. So mm-hmm. he assumes Michael took those out of there and yeah. put them there or something like that. So he knows Michael was there, essentially. But, yeah, the rabbit in red mm. club. Let's go sometime. Um, it cuts to Lori. And her two friends walking home from school, Annie and Linda, are introduced. Um, they're basically t- chatting about how they use, they babys- they're all babysitters. And that uh, Annie and Linda, when they babysit, they're like the kids, they're babysitting. When they, they just like to do it so that they have a house to themselves when the kid is asleep. And then they can bring their boyfriends over and have sex with them. Um, which is, uh, I mean, that's a pretty smart move. Uh, I never thought of that, but you know. Good on them. Um, the, the car, a car drives by, and we, the viewer, know it is the car of Dr. Loomis's, which means Michael is there. And he's driving by slowly, and then, oh, sorry, he drives right by them and drives fast. And Laureen mentions that, that she saw the car earlier. And this is where Annie uh, yells, hey, jerk, speed kills. And he puts the brakes on. 
which scares and startles the girls, but then finally drives off. But this is probably him still trying to figure out how to drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's probably, he can't hear them at all. He's just going, right, oh, too fast, brake, okay, look both ways. Um, like when I drove the moving van. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. It's like, like, that was a red light, oh, well, it's done now. <laughs> uh, and he just, you know, speed speed does kill. Um, she, Annie's Annie says that she hates a guy with a car and no sense of humor. So Annie loves me. Obviously. Well, I was going to say, I- I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, to point out, I told you, we just watched this together. Annie is my favorite character in this movie. Uh, I am in love with her. We have a thing on our fridge that is a lobby card of the original showings of this movie in theaters. And it's, I purposely bought the one that Annie is on because I love Annie uh, so much. Um, <laughs> How old would you say they are? Now or here? No, here. Like, uh, I know they're meant to be, what, 17? They're, me- they're meant to be 17. Laurie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was the only one who was an actual teenager. Uh, and the others are, are were older in this movie. They all look about 30. No, 30? <laughs> <laughs> no, they look... Especially, the two that, friends. especially that Linda. <laughs> she looks old. Linda is definitely like 20-something <laughs> in this movie. And so is Annie, but... Lori is actually like 17 in this movie. This is her first movie. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yeah. (laughs) They look old. Uh, Linda goes home and Annie and Lori keep walking and the shape is there. He's now standing near these bushes. Laura tells Annie, but Annie doesn't see him there. And she starts to tease Lori and tells her that you scared another one away. And then she leaves. And now Lori's a little shook because she she knows she saw this man standing there. And as she's walking away, not looking... She jumps and is startled by Mr. Brackett, who's Annie's dad, who is the sheriff. He says that it's Halloween and everyone is entitled to one good scare. But he's kind of creepy. He gives me off these creepy vibes. Um, Whenever I watch this with, like, uh, friends, they're always like, what's with this creepy sheriff? So, it's so hard to watch things like this without, like, just knowing. Without seeing the others with it. Do you think there was any kind of intention to sort of hint that? Annie's dad could be sure, Michael maybe or it could be that because he Although gives Michael off these would weird be young, vibes. But he right, he is weird, isn't it? He's like weird. if he you didn't have vibes. that original scene sure. with Michael as a kid, right. and you didn't know, sure, would you be thinking at this point, oh, they're pointing towards this? Guy. Sure, because he's kind of creepy, <laughs> and he appears just after Michael disappears. Sure, it could allude to that, but then later he like. I mean, we know it's not. Yeah, but it's, yeah. You wonder if that was. You're like, well, what's, you're like, what's you with this sheriff? Place. He's yeah. weird. Um, so he, he's, he's, he, they, she walks home, continues to walk home and she's almost home. She's going in her door and she hears like kids voices in the background, which she gets shook again. Obviously everything is creeping her out, but in the reality, it's just these kids across the street trick or treating. Mm. But at this point, it's not even four o'clock yet because they just walked home from school. It is daylight and there's kids trick or treating. Mm. Get fucked. Who trick-or-treats early in the day? Oh, That's awful. Kids, kids, no, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to hand out candy yet. Then, like, <laughs> don't trick-or-treat that early. It's daytime. I'm talking, like, 7 o'clock when the, it's just getting dark. Then you do it if you're, like, young. What do, what do people do here as the trick? There's no trick in okay. trick-or-treat. I've seen what, some. Do you know what happens back in the UK? What happens? Halloween is a time of the year where teenagers go and egg houses and yeah, cars. Yeah, they say that in this movie later on. Oh, really? <laughs> Sheriff Brackett says teenagers just use this day to get high. <laughs> and other things, but yeah. yeah. Like, everyone would just egg houses. Yeah, You wouldn't even knock trick-or-treat. you just yeah. throw eggs at houses. <laughs> UK is terrible, then. <laughs> and flowering cars. 
Ooh. Yeah. That's not a thing here. We should bring it back. Should, should bring it over. Should we go? Yeah. Should we go egging? <laughs> Free range only, though. <laughs> yeah, I ain't buying the, like, organic <laughs> shit. It's too expensive. <laughs> I ain't throwing organic eggs at your house. I want, like, a, a dud egg that's got, like, a little blood in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> make jokes like that but can't watch hostel (laughs) (laughs) true maybe i'm growing up um so she goes inside uh laurie goes inside and she's still shook and she looks out her window and my favorite theme still plays and she notices the clothes outside that are drying like some bed sheets drying on clotheslines um michael is there the shape is there, staring up at her in her window. So she gets a little scared. Her phone rings. She picks it up, but no one's there. So she gets scared even more. But then it rings again, and it's Annie on the other end. She says that she'll pick her up. So Annie then picks up Lori, and she's got a pumpkin for her, Tommy Doyle. But as they're driving, and he, Annie gives Lori a joint. It's my, my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> on this day as well on this day we watched and recording this on the day that weed has been legalized here in Canada I mean this movie takes place in Haddonfield Illinois which is actually uh, fictitious it doesn't exist but uh, here in Canada Wednesday October 17th it's the day uh, weed has been legalized so uh, there's that how do you feel about that amazing yeah <laughs> lit um annie gives laurie a joint and laurie to my surprise if you've been following she's supposed to be good but she's smoking a joint she's smoking a little doobie but it's legal so let's forget about it <laughs> uh laurie is there they're smoking it cuts back to loomis he's now at a he's in <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think now yeah you watch it and like oh she's this 30-year-old's doing something legal, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch this movie in another 30 years. And be like, what are you guys doing? Oh, like literally smoking a joint. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Everyone does it. Um, Loomis is in Haddonfield. He's in the graveyard. And he's with the graveyard owner. And he's telling him, uh, like, hey, I'm here for this gravestone. And the man is telling Loomis of a crazy story about a man with a hacksaw who walked into his kitchen and... Decided to kiss his wife on the lips before he... Where are we? Um, and I then the rest of the <laughs> I know, story. I know. It's, it's a scary story. A uh, great scene. And then uh, they find that Judith Meyer's gravestone has been stolen. And uh, the gravekeeper here says, uh, These goddamn kids, they always do this for Halloween pranks. And this creeps out Loomis and he knows that it wasn't kids. And it was Michael. He's come home. So he... Halloween pranks these kids nick you know how old they're I mean, so how heavy? fucking heavy I know like it was bad enough me carrying the possessed haunted chair from we have Harbour a, we have to a, here yeah we have a haunted chair in our apartment that you stole from a church yeah from. that was hard enough carrying a fucking gravestone yeah it's it would be too hard for kids to yeah. do but that's why you know it's not these kids no but he says it happens all the time yeah well he needs to be better at his job. <laughs> Maybe he's a killer. He's the guy who he killed someone in town over. Um, the it cuts like I've got a friend. Who... <laughs> Hear that story about that guy? True, true facts. Um, it cuts back to Lori and Annie in the car smoking a joint, and they're listening to a song by the Blue Oyster Cult. Don't Fear the Reaper, which you may know from uh, Saturday Night Live, the more cowbell sketch. But before that, it was known from this movie. Because as they're listening to that, smoking a dube, there's a car in their rear 
following them. And it is Michael Myers in the car. The song is called Don't Fear the Reaper as he's literally oh. right there behind you. Good good song choices here by John Carpenter. And I love that song. It's a tune. It's, it's a good a song. tune. It's a banger. Um, they're uh, discussing their upcoming night of babysitting and, and all these things. They're trying to, Annie's basically trying to plot some things because she's trying to see her, her boyfriend. She's trying to get it on. And um, Laurie is smoking the joint and she's coughing because clearly she doesn't do this all the time. You know when people cough when they smoke. I, I still cough when I smoke because I have asthma. You've been coughing <laughs> for the last fucking two months. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's legal now. Um, they basically are smoking, but they, she stops on her brakes, Annie, because she sees her dad, the sheriff, uh, on a call. So they stop, and they roll down their window, and they say, Hi, uh, Mr. Brackett. He says that the hardware store at the corner here was robbed today. And uh, she says, What happened? He says, Oh, it's probably some kids. And she says, You blame everything on kids. He says, Well, all they stole were a Halloween mask, some rope, and a knife. So you tell me, who would steal that? <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen the uh, suggested items on Amazon? <laughs> Is it rope, you knives? And... Search for, I think it's balaclava, I'm doing it now. Oh, that sounds You terrible. search for a balaclava, and it's like, suggested <laughs> items, rope, and a baseball bat. <laughs> it's like, what? Can you buy baseball bats with, like, nails through it, and, like, barbed uh, wire? tactical things like what yeah it's funny uh so obviously kids just steal that from <laughs> from hardware stores uh they they uh they drive off and leave sheriff bracket there but as they drive off dr loomis approaches sheriff bracket and is asking him uh, and trying to get his attention and, and sheriff says yeah i'll be with you in a minute i gotta you know finish this and as loomis is there and it's like zooming out you see in the corner his car drive behind him drive away and uh, revealing that Michael may know that Loomis is, is chasing after him here um, it cuts to uh, the girls again in the car finishing their dupe and they're chatting about boys and basically Lori is the only one here who's like the prude in the group of her friends and her friend Annie keeps saying you should go out with someone you should ask somebody and Lori says uh, well I'd rather go out with Ben Tramer and Annie's is excited and says yeah Ben Tramer ooh and kind of teasing her and saying that you know Ben Tramer he's cute you should ask him out and then Laurie says no no I couldn't do that I'm not into that kind of stuff I can't I just I can't I'm too shy and they drive off but they realize the car is still following them so uh, Ben Tramer is my favorite character why is that? You don't see him. He doesn't even exist in this movie. Um, therefore, I use that as my uh, producer name when I like make beats and stuff. as like my hobby. Uh, I use that name because no one will know. Uh, I've used the tag of Annie saying it from this movie. But uh, if I ever get sued by like the camp of John Carpenter, that's when I know I'll make it. I yeah. made it, you know? Uh, so, um, Ben Tramer. Ooh. Uh, Loomis and Sheriff Brackett are at the Myers house and they find a dead dog and they're a little scared, and then like something breaks the window, and Loomis gets scared, and he pulls out his piece, pulls out his gun, and uh, says, Sorry, he pulls out his shitty little gun." <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> that has three rounds in it. I think and that's it, dude. Load it up. At least. Like... <laughs> he says he has a permit for it, and says that Michael Myers is an emotionless figure, and that he has the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Black like a dog's eyes. Uh, he says he spent eight years trying to 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 
to help Michael, and then another seven locking him up, but he's free, and he's come here tonight, he says uh, to Bracky, we need to get him, so he's going to stay at the Michael's, Michael Myers, his, his house, the Myers house that's been boarded up, to see if Michael comes back, because he's clearly been here tonight. I want to know what Michael, because Michael never spoke, he says. Right. Like, what did he do in the mental hospital to make just him stare know through he's walls. pure evil? Oh, he says that he just is emotionless and stares through, like, just sitting there, like, sure, chilling. But I'm sure there's other people there who are like that. Sure. Why does he think he's going to do all this stuff? Sure. Um, but that, like, makes it even more, like, you don't know much about him. Yeah. Where if you watch the, the remake of this movie... The first half, like, it's a lot longer of a movie. Mm. The first half of that movie is going, going into depth of him breaking out and being locked up a lot. Right. And a lot of people don't like that because it's like, well, that kind of... It takes away the It mystery. takes away the whole sure. mystique of, of this, the murders and things. So, um, but at the same time, it's interesting that that's a route they did to, in a movie. It, yeah. It's pretty cool as well. Um, so, we now go to... Uh, where are we going? Lori is babysitting Tommy Doyle. And uh, he shows her her comics. And Tommy asks her about the boogeyman. But he's interrupted as the phone rings. And he calls Lori and says that she talked to Ben Tramer. And told him that Lori found him very attractive. Uh, and, and Lori is upset by this. But as this phone conversation is going, Tommy is looking out the window and sees the boogeyman. And as he's doing that, trying to talk to Lori... Annie spills something on her shirt, so she's got to go and wash butter. it. Butter. She spills butter on her shirt? Yeah. Damn. So when when you get uh, butter on yourself, you have to get naked and <laughs> change instantly. And as she does that, the shape is watching her. Um, but there's a dog, this German shepherd, who's quite nasty looking, is barking and barking. And Annie is my favorite because she says, I should have done a counter on how many times she says... Lindsay in this movie it's my favorite she says it probably 50 fucking times and she says Lindsay like Annie is my favorite because she's so sassy and like she's kind of like I don't know she's like the she's who's that girl on my young class <laughs> yeah uh, yeah she's like your your like sassy friend of a friend like she's that girl she's like she's that girl like she's so extra about everything she's kind of a she's kind of a bitch <laughs> i love it annie i would marry this girl she's my wife i love annie and she says Lindsay. this is where you're going wrong <laughs> <laughs> this is why my life is in trouble because this is my uh wife goals yeah that i'm looking for she says Lindsay, lester's barking again and getting on my nerves again and then you hear like the dog squeal in the background then it cuts to that sound and michael has choked this dog to death he killed this dog um annie goes and starts doing laundry and the shape is watching her do the laundry in the back like shed or whatever wherever this this rich house has laundry in the back house thing and she accidentally locks herself in so lanny annie is locked into this laundry thing and the phone rings and it's her boyfriend and he's calling her to tell her that he wants to, you know, they want to meet up and have some fun. So Annie goes and essentially saves, I mean, sorry, Lindsay goes and saves Annie because Annie is just screaming, Lindsay, probably about 50 times. Uh, I say it all the time. We have a friend named Lindsay. I literally have shouted that, that at her a million Lindsay. <laughs> it's iconic. Um, I bet you have. <laughs> rude. Rude. <laughs> um... 
Lindsay finally gets free because Lindsay finally helps Annie and gets her free and then she gets answers the phone and they start flirting over the phone and reveal he reveals that they, he can sneak out and they can hook up tonight so she convinced Annie convinces Lindsay to go over to Tommy Doyle's house with Lori while she goes and picks up Paul so they do that they go over and they start watching some scary movies Lori tells Annie to call Ben Tramer and tell him that it's off Annie says, well, if you let me go get Paul and you watch Lindsay, then maybe I will. So she does that. She goes back to her car. But as she's looking for her car, the car is locked. So she goes inside to get her keys. When she comes back, the car door is open, but she doesn't seem to realize that. She gets in her car and before she starts the car, she realizes the car has some like foggy windows, like condensation. Mm. And as she wipes the window, Michael appears in the back seat and chokes her, then proceeds to kill her from asphyxiation. He chokes her to death. Some, some girls may be into that, but Michael really takes it too far and murders Annie here in her car. He slits the throat as well. Oh, does he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Man. Well, maybe, maybe girls won't be into that yeah. part. But, uh, the, the <laughs> now, this was a point, and I, I noticed it throughout. I mean, it's, it's right at the end as well. The breathing. Yes. Michael, you can hear him very heavily. This, maybe I'm, it's been a long time. I don't remember that so much in the other films. Right. You no, know, they kind of don't t bring that I back. know him more as like the silent thing. And I kind of like hearing him breathe makes him more human. Yeah. Less of a And it, it's like monster. that muffled, it's, it's like they actually took a mic in the mask. Because it sounds like he's yeah. wearing a mask. Like, it's like muffled a bit, right? Because, I mean, how long at a Halloween party can you last with a mask on? Not very I'm long. useless. Like, yeah, that's I'm, why I don't do it. Yeah. You can't do masks. You can't do masks. It's warm, it's stuffy, you can't breathe, you can't drink. Yeah, exactly. Why would you... Masks are not a good look on Halloween, like, actually, because you can't do any fun that things. That I've ordered a mask. What did you order? The Purge one. Oh, the glow-up Purge mask. Yeah. All right. Go with my tutu. So you, how long are you going to wear this mask? Ah, uh, two minutes. Just enough to get a photo in it. And then Photos. You're good. <laughs> Whenever I answer the door, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a lot of <laughs> putting it on and off. Then, um, well, there you go. Nice Halloween costume. I'm just going to be a nun because I'm so holy. <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Annie is dead, and we cut back to Tommy Doyle. He's trying to scare Lindsay as they're watching a movie, but. He, as he's at the window trying to hide, he looks out the window and sees the shape carrying a body into the house across the street. So he screams. Laurie tells him to chill the fuck out. So they do. Loomis now is near the Myers house. <laughs> this is a scene. We watched it together. You asked me to rewind. This is the only <laughs> time you asked me to rewind. Because I told you that this is my least favorite scene in the movie. And they probably could have done without this scene in the movie. It felt like... On DVD extras where you see the bonus scenes that yeah. never made it. And you're like, yeah, I can see that. why that wasn't in it. Um, Dr. Loomis is near the Myers house. And as he is, there's these kids. And it's the kids that were uh, teasing Tommy Doyle earlier uh, in the day. And they're there and they're like, okay, Lanny, go in the house. We dare you. And he's like, fine. So this kid is going there and, and Loomis is in the bushes. And he goes, hey, laddie. Get your ass away from there. And then the kids run away scared. And then it zooms in on Loomis here. Darwin Pleasant. <laughs> and he's got this like cheeky grin like he's done something. He's so proud. So this... So I, you laugh. You know, I, 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 you know the Christian Bale Batman films? Yeah. 
a lot of people shit on him because of the voice he puts on. Sure. And I'm like, no, that that's realistic though because he's sure. trying to make people not know it's, it's him. him. But I'm imagining him every time he does the <laughs> I'm Batman voice. Then just smiling <laughs> like Donald Pleasant, yeah. being so proud <laughs> yeah, of what this. he just did. So a moment of mayhem is gonna, like just a pause. It's a famous this. shot of this movie. It's so it's, funny. It's definitely it's been so funny. like gift and so- someone gift. If you listen to this and you use Twitter at the Brady at Davy Portman, send us a gift. I've seen it. It's just him like smiling, <laughs> looking goofy as fuck. But then. He is startled. And this is where they didn't need that first half of that scene. They could have just started here where he's there with Sheriff Brackett. And he goes into detail with Brackett about why uh, he thinks Michael. And Brackett finally But again, him. they do the thing where he kind of bumps into Brackett. Yeah, yeah. So you could assume Brackett is 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 in on this or yeah. something. You could. You're, maybe you're right. Uh, but Brackett then says, hey, like this... this is Haddonfield all this all this is is families with young children so like I don't want this man madman killing people here so he goes Halloween is just a time where kids get high <laughs> egg houses flower cars <laughs> be cheeky <laughs> steal candy you know uh, so Loomis tells him that death has come to your town so he says he says to Loomis damn you for letting him go so they're gonna try to catch Michael Myers. Uh, it cuts to Linda and her boyfriend, Bob. We've not seen Who Bob Who looks before. like a young Michael Caine, I thought. Bob? Yeah, yeah. more American probably. But uh, Bob and, and Linda are, are going to L- Lindsay's house where Annie is supposed to be babysitting her, but they're not there, but they don't know that. So uh, Bob makes a pedo joke. Then they go into the house. <laughs> <laughs> they go into the house and realize that Lindsay and Annie are gone. So they decide to do what any reasonable couple would do when finding a house to themselves. They have sex in the living room on a couch that isn't theirs. Obviously, that's what you would do. Uh, but as they do, we start to hear the breathing. The shape is is watching them. He is a voyeur. He is uh, he's a peeping tom. Bashing the bishop in the corner. What does that mean? No, you can <laughs> I can I can put it together a little bit. He's probably doing just that. Uh, he's a he's a. He's a creeper, that guy. Um, they then call Lori pretty quickly. I might add, they they were they were on the phone with Lori real quick after yeah. that. Just saying, Bob needs to get it together. <laughs> I know it was round one, but Bob, get it together, <laughs> get together, Bob. Uh, they call Lori and uh, they, re- they they figure out that they have the whole house of themselves because Lindsay's over there, but they can't figure out where Annie is because she should have been back by now with. Her boyfriend, but we all know that Annie isn't coming back anytime soon. So then they go up to a spare room, and then they fuck again. <laughs> now, you, this is round two this time. Yes. You ex... Like, not speaking on behalf of all the women out there, but... Yeah. Bob didn't last long. No, Bob! He? Bob needs to get to get... Bob deserves to die, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because he's putting men to shame. Like... This is supposed to be round two. Then they they put the phone off the hook, and then Bob was Bob was Bob was done <laughs> really quick. And uh, they joke about getting another beer. They have a cigarette after sex. But I guess we got to remember that like seventeen. I know he looks like thirty. And yeah. she's forty. <laughs> <That's right>. like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they were drinking beers. Like Bob. Like you really should. <laughs> it's concerning. <laughs> That Linda, who's like this 
I don't know. Linda could have done better is all I have to say. Um, so Bob goes and gets the beers and it shows him going downstairs. As he's grabbing them, he realizes uh, like someone's in the house. Downstairs. Wait, doesn't he say the line? I'll oh, right sorry. Back. Yes, this is the famous line. Uh, I'll be right back. Which uh, Jamie Kennedy explains in Scream that you should never ever say in a horror movie. Anyone who says, I'll be right back, usually Ain't isn't. Gonna be right yeah, back. Usually they don't make it back. So Bob says that. He goes gets the beers. He hears something, and he thinks it's maybe uh, Annie or Lori or Paul or someone else playing a prank on them. But then it is revealed that it's Michael in a closet. He shoves uh, Bob against the the wall, choking him, raises him, then takes a giant kitchen knife and stabs it through I mean, Bob. When you're saying giant, we're talking a <laughs> big old fuck off knife. Okay, like, so the this, shot... this is at Tommy's house, right? This no, is at Lindsay's, Lindsay's house. house. Lindsay's parents, what the fuck are they <laughs> cutting up with that thing? So this knife is fucking huge, and clearly this is a thing of like the realistic factor. This knife must have been so big because he. It'd been, it would have been like five feet long. <laughs> he stabs Bob. It's a famous shot where Michael is just staring at the body, the carcass here of this guy. Because he stabs him with a knife, and the knife is so big that it stabs through Bob, which is a human being. He's a normal-sized dude, not, like, thick or anything. Goes through him, through the wall, and still has enough to point, poke out of Bob's chest with the handle to hold... The blade and the handle. Yeah. It's not just the handle. Yeah, there's it's still like... blades showing, and this has to go through a human body... And it has to go into the wall enough, far enough into the far wall. enough to hold the whole body of said Bob, <laughs> and then Michael just stands there, which holds the body like well off the ground. So yes, this was a big fucking knife, obviously. <laughs> so damn. At least there's one thing in that room that can stay stiff for a long time. Oh hey! <laughs> wow! Did you write that down? I didn't. I literally <laughs> just came up there. Well, poor uh, Bob. <laughs> Michael has now killed. Bob, um, it cuts back to Linda, and she's in in the room naked, and the door opens, and it's a you know when you take a sheet and you put it over and you cut eyes in it to be a ghost for Halloween like Charlie Brown. I got a rock. It's that, but with Bob's glasses over the sheet, um, and Linda says, "See anything you like?" And he's just standing there breathing. He doesn't answer her, so she says, "What's wrong? Can I get your ghost, Bob?" Still nothing. She says, all right, well, where's my beer? Still nothing. Just breathing. She says, fine. Well, I'm calling Lori. This is going nowhere. Even though they literally have fucked twice now. It clearly went somewhere, but it didn't really go much because Bob didn't last long. But I understand. But then, as she's calling Lori, he takes off the, the ghost sheet, but she doesn't see, and proceeds to choke her with the phone cord, which in today's society doesn't exist. A, what is a He's phone cord? He's still got the sheet on at this point. Yeah, sorry. Or she's like yes. pulling at it. And then she pulls it off and sees that it's not Bob and some guy in a, in a William Shatner mask. Um, and he proceeds to choke her with the phone cord, stabbing her. But as she's screaming and getting choked here, um, Lori picks up the phone and hears her choking and is like, thinks she's being pranked or something. But it spooks her a bit. And then it hangs up and... Michael Myers kills Laurie's friend Linda here. Um, terrible. He's just killing all... He's going through them all. And she dies. So now, Laurie is shooketh. She is scared AF. Um, she She's thinking of putting the kids to bed. 
and then gonna go across the street to see what's going on over in that house because just across the street it shows dr loomis he's now walking up and down some streets and notices his car is parked so he thinks that michael may be in the vicinity he might be up the street uh Lori goes over to the house and no one is there she goes and searches and searches calling out everyone's names but it's all dark she goes into the upstairs spare room, and this is where she sees her friend Annie laid out on the bed with the Judith Myers gravestone, the one that was missing from those damn kids, and starts to, to freak out and scream, and then realizes that Bob is there dead, hanging upside down, and then she also sees Linda, who's dead as well, and she starts to scream, and she runs into another room because she doesn't know what the hell is going on. And this is where Michael appears. The shape appears and stabs her, but just gets her arm. I just want to go back. This feels like those like screamers and that those haunted yeah. houses you walk through because right. suddenly it's like Something's something there. swings down Something's and there. then a door flies open right. and the lights come on. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very old, classic horror. Yeah, like dun, but it's dun. cool. Um, I, oh, what was I like going It's like the music, too, and the sound effects add to the... Dun. Completely. I I don't remember Michael being as playful as this in the later films. Like, setting up... Like, he just yeah. kills someone and just fucking leave it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, setting up the whole grave and all that. Because I think he's trying... I don't, I don't know. You don't know what the... That's the, that's the good part about this, because then when it goes into the sequels, more is revealed about the character. Like, mm. oh, it's her brother and stuff like that. Or if you watch the Rob Zombie one, it like goes in depth about it. For here, you don't know why he's doing Why it. he's targeting her. Yeah, you really don't know why. And it adds to the, to the, like, the more... The, the coolness factor, the, the spookiness. It's like, mm. what the fuck's this guy's deal, man? Like, realistically. So, later now, you is explain. he there at the beginning when she's dropping the keys off? At the Myers. Yes, house. he's in the house. So that's, for me, the only reason why she sure. would target her. Sure, exactly. In the Rob Zombie, um, he when he kills his sister as mm. a kid, um, he has a baby sister. And he has the baby in his hands when the cops come. And then years later, he's trying to get back with his sister. Mm. And when he finally gets her, he doesn't try to kill her right away. But then he but does that's try Lori. to kill yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he go Rob Zombie goes more in depth in that one where in this one you're right like what is the reason there has to be something and also for me watching this it makes me wonder what it is and also like the stab here it's really yeah. he misses really so maybe badly. he's not trying to like kill her killer killer? yeah 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 um he's because crazy. he's like he's insane. he's a skilled killer but yeah it's she's was... not she's not even looking and he like slashes the sleeve well he slashes her sleeve which sends her flying down. This is a big house in mm. a suburb. She flies down these stairs, falls on her ass, and is injured here. But she survives. And then she starts to hobble out of this house. So now Laurie is being chased by Michael. She runs out of the room. She's screaming for help. She's bleeding. She can't get out of the house, but manages to get out the back door. But he's following her. And Michael Myers never runs yeah. in these movies. You've never seen Michael running. He just relies on the victims fucking up. falling over. <laughs> Always fucking up. A thing that I compare, people compare Michael Myers is Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Jason Voorhees is a cheater in the world of horror. Because Jason Voorhees is essentially a ghost. He never runs either. You never see Jason running. But you see Jason walking slowly and then somehow Jason has moved. Yeah. And he's now in front of you. Or different locations. Because he's a ghost, whatever, you mm. can do that shit. 
But Michael is more so he somehow will just follow. He's always just following you. And yeah. that's fucking scary. Yeah. Like when someone is following you and you can't, no matter what you're doing, they're still behind you. You see them coming. It's scary. Yeah. Uh, so like Justin, it follows. That's the whole premise yeah. of the movie yeah, is someone following you is scary. So I always like that more so than the Jason Voorhees cheating thing where he's sure. like can teleport and move and yeah. shit. So I always found that more terrifying because uh, this is just a guy. Yeah. This is just a guy in a mask. That's fucking scary. Um, Lori escapes. Uh, she's banging on neighbors' doors, but no one's believing her. Like, help me, help me, because it's Halloween night. And usually people are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you're just joking. You're just fucking with me because it's Halloween. Um, so she bangs on Tommy's door, screaming, Tommy, wake up. She throws a plant pot up at his window. He wakes up. He comes down just in the nick of time as it shows oh, Michael. Oh, he's so frustratingly slow here. Yeah, he's so oh, my slow. God. <laughs> he's as slow as someone in a, in a WWE ladder match trying to get the oh, ball. It's yeah. like, just, you could just get it. Like, what do you do? Uh, but Michael uh, does a run. He's in no rush. He knows he'll get what he wants. He gets to the door, but they shut it on her. Uh, he, she shuts it on him, rather. She tells Tommy and Lindsay to go upstairs. She tries to call the cops, but obviously... In horror movies, the phone's always dead. What do you do in like horror movies now? Like recent ones, the, I have no connection or my battery's dead. <laughs> like that would be the thing now in scary movies. Whereas older ones are like, oh, the phone's dead. It's cut. Yeah. The wire's cut. Oh yeah, it's no signal or no signal, no battery. Yeah. Um, so she is in the house and she tells the kids to go in there, but somehow she realizes the window is open, and therefore maybe he got in. She's scared and crying and michael appears he goes to stab her with his giant knife but misses she takes a sewing needle and she stabs him in the neck with yeah. it he drops to the floor she runs upstairs to tell tommy and Lindsay that she killed the boogeyman and it's gonna be okay and tommy says you can't kill the boogeyman and Michael appears upstairs and chases them she tells them to stay locked in this other room i really like that bit you saw just it wasn't in focus, but right. you saw him just coming up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the, the this movie is beautifully shot. Like John mm. Carpenter is purposely got people, the videographers and cinematographers, or whatever you, you call these people, specifically because like the way this movie is shot. Mm. Like there's a lot of scenes where something's going on in the, in background, the background subtly, and like obviously you see it, but it's you're supposed to see it, like you yeah. know. But it's really cool. And you're right, right here where he's coming up is beautiful. It's scary. It's cool. Yeah. And she, they, he's chasing her. She tells Tommy and, and Lindsay to stay locked in another room. She runs into this other room and she goes into a closet. And this is a lot of people's favorite scenes when they scene when they think of this movie is this closet scene because again something that's terrifying is it could be tra being trapped in the closet, no relation to R. Kelly, and then be, someone trying to get in and like kill you and stab you. See him breaking through like this closet. It always amazes me in so many horror films why the killer never looks in the closet and never looks under the bed. Oh, they'd be the first place I look. Yeah, where would if, you look? Or you hang on, you, get ra someone? you ran into this room and now you're not there. Okay. <laughs> um, I like this, but the the doors to the closet look so flimsy. But they're old that you could rip them off. Yeah, they're but old we've just seen him like 
put his hand through a door. Right. And like, that kind of took me out of it a bit here. She's like because... kicking it and stuff. She's trying to fight But it you could stuff. rip it off the hinges. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can see how it is. Maybe it's like one of those doors that, like you just, you know like when you grew up, someone you knew had that like shitty door to a closet that you just can't open. Like my door to my closet doesn't open but because there's a couch kind of in the way. But like those old ones that you just piss off because you just can't fucking, you either can't open it or you can't close it. Maybe that's what Michael's Maybe. going through. Maybe Tommy Wallace's parents, or sorry, Tommy Doyle's parents uh, didn't have a good closet. Well, he's chasing her, in the, he's, he's getting at her in the closet here. A pretty scary scene because it's just like his mask and his hand, hand kind of in there and the knife and everything like that. But Lori manages to fight out of this and she takes a, like, a coat hanger that was there and she like bends it in a sharp way and stabs Michael in the eye as he's kind of digging into the closet here. She stabs him right in the eye, and then as she does that, he drops his knife. So she picks it up with two hands and lunges it into him, into his chest, which sends him flying and kills him, or so she thinks. She is crying and screaming, because she is the scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I love this with the coat hanger. I'm, yeah. I don't know about you. I've always been someone who, if I'm... I used to do this a lot when I was younger. If I'm on my own... Everywhere I am in like the house, I'd look around. What's the nearest thing? If someone were to attack me right now, what's the nearest? You just, think about this every day. It's just yeah. Is this just me? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So it's like, what would I do? So like, if I was in the bathroom, I'd like, well, I'd grab the shower, fucking whack him around the head, and the shower rod, the shower, like the. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm always looking. What are you I, like? What can I grab? Jason Bourne or James Bond? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> Maybe that's my call. All right, so what but in no, my room right that. now? So would she's you like use? looking around, like, what is there? I guess the coat hanger. Like, the coat yeah, hanger sure. is a bit of a shitty weapon, but well, she, she makes it work. Yeah, she stabs she in the work. fucking eye. Right, right now, well, I've got the microphone in front of it's me. Pretty blunt. The got yeti. a load of bottles there. Oh, your room is, is. I got a lot of weapons. We'd be all right. You've got loads of weapons. Like, if someone there. tried to break in right now, we'd be cool. Oh, we'd be fine. We should <laughs> get a cricket. We'd be laughing. We'd invite him on the show. Well, we got we got some cool knives, but we don't have any knives as big as the one you used to kill Bob with. So. That's a sword. He's got a sword. <laughs> Michael Myers' weapon of choice: sword. Oh you, yeah, you've got you spoiled for choice. All right, you? all right. Well, don't talk. Don't tell me things that you could possibly kill me with <laughs> while doing a show. Um, so she thinks she kills Michael. She goes over and basically is just like leaning against the door and just like crying here because she's just like gone through this trauma of this man trying to kill. Why her. would you stay in the house? Yeah, you need to get out. Like you've seen him come back a few times already. Yeah. Just. Run the fuck away. Um, so this is another scene, like you said, something's going on in the background. Mm. It's not in focus. And it is, uh, we are both huge wrestling fans. This is like, this is the original Undertaker sit-up yeah. here. This is it. He is in the background, like the dead body. And as she's crying, he slowly sits up and turns his head over to her. He manages to come back from the dead. He is the Undertaker. He goes over. Yeah, like he's retired so many times. <laughs> as well. And he's always like choke slamming people, choking yeah. people. Um, he he starts choking Lori here, and they're in a bit of a, a, a standoff here. And he, he she manages to take his mask off, and then he puts it back on. Yeah, we we actually get a pretty good look at the face. Yeah. So apparently, this is this face reveal is not the guy who was playing him the whole movie. It's someone completely different. And uh, it's just some some guy that they had they thought it would be a good fit for because they they, they make like. him look quite like 
baby face and like from the glimpse, I yeah, 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 he, yeah. He doesn't look scary, uh, I, which I, is kind of cool. I like know in was... like this documentary uh, where I watched um, that. Uh, John Carpenter said that people would be like, oh, like, when he takes his mask off, like, the guy's so scary. And he's like, no, that's just the dude's face. Like, <laughs> that's just what the guy looks like. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, they add something to his face because he's supposed to get stabbed in the eye, right? Yeah. So they add, like, some makeup there, but it's just some dude's face. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think makes it better. Yeah. Because it, it makes him seem... He's just a guy. Normal, yeah. yeah. He's a guy. That's what's scary. Like, it's not some supernatural shit. It's just a dude who yeah. wants to fucking kill you with the giant kitchen knife um he sorry so going back into this he gets his mask off but he puts it on mask off uh puts his mask back on and as he does loomis appears because he sees saw the kids running and screaming earlier when laurie told him to go get some help and he shoots michael here but not just once but like three four fucking times here just shoots him. It's a shitty gun as much as he can. <laughs> uh, he shoots Michael a bunch of times, which sends Michael flying off the, the balcony here. He goes through the window and basically falls on his back, flies through the air, and lands on the outside of the front of the house on the lawn. He got shot right off the balcony. Loomis goes over to Lori to console her. She says, was, was that the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. And then Loomis looks back to see the body of Michael there, and it's gone. The music hits, the theme plays, it shows Loomis's face. He's not even surprised, he's just shook. He's... I can't keep that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over and he's just like, he's shocked, but he's also, like, he's not super shocked, but he's like, fuck, again? Like, yeah. gotta deal with this shit? Uh, Lori is crying and, and crying and crying and then uh, the camera shows different angles of different spots we've seen and you hear the, the breathing in the mask and it fades out and then it says Halloween and roll credits as the theme plays. What a fantastic film in my opinion. <laughs> so what do you think of Halloween 1978? I I love it. Obviously, it's um, it's pretty dated now. Yeah, for and sure. It's, it's really hard to watch and not take everything into account. For sure. Of, like take it as a fresh movie with not forty years of history. Sure. Um, like seeing the end, I often you <coughs> and they they mention it in screen. There's always that sort of comeback moment. Yes, yes. The double um, tap. There's always. Um, in horror films, the they do it in those like uh, Peter Griffin and chicken fights. Yes, you know, at the yes. end, the chicken's dead, and then the eye opens, Duh. and the hand comes through. Jason Voorhees never really dies; his yeah. hand sticks out, or something. Exactly, sticks out, yeah. that always happens. But normally, you do that in a film when you've seen the protagonist is now not just safe but happy, and it's sure. it's daylight, and yeah. they're all moving on with their lives, and then the camera pans, and you see that sure. the person's still alive. To do it with like, the film could have kept on going, because right. we've seen him revive right, right. a few times. But and now he's been it's shot. it's odd to and... think, watching this, and imagine there wasn't a sequel. Sure. That was it. Imagine there wasn't I, they, 40 They, they, they had nothing intended after. when they made this movie. They weren't planning no, on it. No, but right? there's... I'm watching it. I'm re-watching it for the first time in sure. 15, 16 years, and I'm asking all these questions. Like, how did he get out? Um, why is he so obsessed with Laurie? Right. Why... Could he not kill it her? It left you wanting more. Exactly. So. 
Which is um, good in movies. Which is the perfect setup for a sequel. Right. And it's... Well, I mean, the sequel, Halloween 2, uh, like, basically starts right away. Right away. Yeah. It's the same Halloween night, and Laurie is taken to the hospital, and then he finds that she's in the hospital, and he chases her there, and then in Halloween 2, Michael Myers actually dies in, like, a mm. fire, and, like, gets shot a bunch. Like, he gets fucked up. Yeah. He... Then they tried to make Halloween 3 that has nothing to do with this story. It's like a second... Do we learn in 2 that they're brother and sister? Yeah, like they go into more depth of the story. Yeah. That is why the new one that's coming out this Friday, Halloween, like the, it's just called Halloween. Yeah. They even pretend that never happened. I know. They yeah. pretend so much doesn't happen. Because in eight, Halloween H2O, they pretend a bunch of things have happened. And this is like scrapping all of that. Yeah. Which is, is pretty cool. It's, it's basically going back to the root of... What we do and do not know, we don't know. He's yeah. just trying to kill this, this Lori. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and I'm super. As a fan of like, there's a, I can name you all the ones I really do like. I'm a fan of H2O just because it kind of goes into this one, and it's just really cool to see. And mm. then you have Resurrection, which I'm not a fan of, except for Buster Rhymes. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan of the ones with uh, like the younger girl. Yeah, uh, I'm not into that. Even though Paul Rudd's in one of them, I do like the one he's in. Actually, that one. I, I four did, is good too. Actually, four I marked out at the end sure. when you see the shot from the beginning. Yeah. of one where right. and then it's, it's her. Revealed, it's her. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. You're right. It is. Um, I don't mind it. I don't like five. Uh, I know that. I, I don't know. There, AMC does the thing where they just play them all, all year. So right. when I was a kid, like my mom, like you know, TV, I would watch it all the time. The sequels, and it's just like they're not as 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 good. But uh, I, and I also like I said, like the Rob Zombie one gets a lot of shit. But I don't mind it. Uh, I do not like the second one though. It's not good. But I like the whole franchise what, as a what whole. What specifically would you say draws you to this franchise, and especially this film? Um. The reason that, like, I like this one specifically the best, because this one has, like, John Carpenter, I guess, was on this one the most. Mm. It was just, like, a good piece of work. A good piece of art, essentially. Like, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Hitchcock as well. Like, Psycho. Mm. That's the one that, like, really started the whole, like, slasher kind of yeah. thing. But this is the one that, like, really kicked slasher movies. And this kicks off, like, Freddy and Jason. Yeah, and, and I'm a huge fan of all those as well, but not as, uh, as much as I am in, in this movie. I just like everything, like... From the look of the the simpleness of like a lot of the stuff in this movie, the way it's shot is beautiful. The music is creepy. It's original. It's all scary. Everything is just self-contained, and I I really I really really like it. Do you remember the first time you watched it? Um, like how old? Were yeah, you I I watched it, but I watched the TV edit, like the AMC okay. TV edit, and it must have been like just you know maybe early teens, young, and I've seen them all on TV and stuff. But then I watched this one, and I, I remember like missing a bunch of the beginning. So then I remember like going out and like probably re renting it or buying it. Oh yeah, I bought it when I was like fairly young. Like DVD was kind of new. Right. And I remember like getting it then and watching it. And I was like, damn, like unedited. Whoa, there's boobs. Holy shit. Um, and blood and killing. And I remember being like, oh, like that one is so much more like artistic than some other scary movies. Like they got a real feel to it. Whereas mm -hmm. you watch the shitty scary movie or some of their sequels here. It doesn't have that same like, I don't know, vibe to it. It's more of like a cash grab, I'd say. Whereas and this campier, was like, yeah, and deliberately, yeah. like Michael Myers becomes the hero. Yeah, almost. yeah, and that's the thing about this. Like, like John Carpenter likes this one because it, you don't know anything about this guy, yeah. so you you can't empathy. There's no empathy between you and Michael Myers. Whereas you're right, you watch Freddy, he's making you laugh, so you're like, haha, I want to see how he slices this guy yeah. off and stuff. So it's like 
this one you, you're like what the fuck is this dude this big dude in a mask so it's 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 interesting it's cool to the scary movie genre like the horror genre i bet people watching this in theaters or when this movie did come out like being like scared oh, of, of this because it's like people dying and stuff but yeah i mean i saw scream before i saw this right so exactly al- me too. already already i'm going in like as a 13 year old right knowing what scream says about halloween exactly so it, it's so hard to watch and think what a theater would have thought about it in sure, 1978 right. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely, it sticks out as I, I would like to go back and watch all of them. I have them all at home, like back in England. Yeah. Um, the Blu-ray set. Oh, the one we watched was the John Carpenter's 35th anniversary edition on Blu-ray. So that was the one we, I mean, we watched the same, it's the same movie, but, um, they're so, there's like the box set of all of them. I don't own cause I really don't like most of the other movies. Uh, I watched them. I, I, I could tell you all, all about them, but, uh, I really enjoy this one. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, everything about it is great. So, shall we go into some feedback? Yeah. Do we have any? So we, we do. yeah. We, so we we do post wrestling, and we have a website postwrestling.com. John and Wade do all these wrestling chatter and movie chat that we do podcasts. But forum.postwrestling.com is where we we have our f- threads for our up next show, and so we put one up for this to see if we had any biters on. This movie, and it looks like we have like a few people we here. Have a few. All right, so should we read one? Sure. Uh, Branavan from Ajax, Ontario. Oh, not far from us. Ajax is where I was born. That is fact. Uh, love this movie. The atmosphere, the music, the Shara. Okay. The Kara. Okay. The Kara. Okay. The characters aren't the most interesting besides Laurie Strode, Loomis, and Michael. But this movie is the bomb. Dot com. My favorite aspect of the movie is how Myers is somehow human and not human at the same time. It's a shame they would ruin that mystique with insensity cult bullshit. Yes, right. See, like, the sequel's like... incesty cult bullshit. Yeah, like, it it gets weirder in the sequels, right? He goes on to say, It's impressive the movie was made on a small budget, so small, in fact, that the mask is William Shatner's mask spray-painted and stripped white. The Halloween, along with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, led mainstream horror into the 1980s, with more violence, sex, and vulgarity, as well as a more explicitive edge to it. Slashers is a movie strong... It is a movie I strongly recommend, and I say that someone who has not seen a lot of horror movies, but I got a question. With movies like Freddy vs. Jason and Alien vs. Predator, what versus movie would you like to see? They don't have to be horror-related, but keep up the good work. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually a big fan of Freddy vs. Jason because it's another one where they kind of break the fourth wall, like a little bit, like they tease weird things. Sure. And it's, it's a movie that was strictly made for fun. Oh, completely. And to be entertaining. So it nails the head on that one and there's fun deaths and all that shit. But, um, Michael Myers versus who? If you've already done I haven't seen him, I would like to see Michael Myers versus. Michael Myers versus Chucky. Like, you just don't, there's no one, there's not enough, there's no one that's good. Would you have Leatherface? I'm a big fan of the the original Chainsaw Massacre because that is very similar. You don't know why things go on. Yeah, it has to be Leatherface versus Michael, I guess. I I mean, I'm a big fan of the, uh, (laughs) the, um, Saw movies. Sure. So I'd like Jigsaw, Jigsaw again. That's but not generation. Who would be a good match for Michael Myers? No one. There's no one as good. No. Jason isn't as good. He's a cheater. He's a ghost, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, but that's true. Uh, I agree. Like, the, the movie was like $300, 300000 and it made like $48 billion to this day. And there's a new one coming out. Like, fuck. They've made money off these movies. The new one looks great, but I hope it, I hope it is. Um, thanks for the feedback. Uh, you want to go next? 
Um, we're now over to Andy from West London. Wow. Uh, this movie is a classic from the amazing music to the jump scenes. It just flows. If you watch it now, it's cliched, but this movie is the original that most copied. Yes. The sequels may be a bit more gore horror, but this just builds tension. If you love horror, you must watch this movie. It's true. Like, this is the classic, in my opinion. Uh, Martin from Montreal. I actually saw this movie for the first time a few years ago when it replayed in a small movie theater. Ooh, that sounds pretty fun and creepy. The fact that I saw this, that I saw the remake before this kind of tainted my opinion a little because I love the remake, but at the end, it still holds up as a really good movie. But it's not a movie that I would rewatch anytime soon, as I think the remake did a better job in telling the story than the original. But fun fact, this movie came out four days after I was born. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you watch the remake, because it's so more modern, it's more scarier. I feel that so with like that. Um, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Sure, I yeah. Think's, I think it's a really good film. Yeah, it's actually too. my favorite Zack Snyder film. I'm yeah, not that's... a big fan of his. That's um, a good movie. I think that's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a fun horror movie. And then you go movie. back and watch the original. And you're like, And obviously oh. you've got to respect the original because it was yes. first. But Zack Snyder's one's way better. Yeah. The Fly. The Fly with Jeff Goldblum yes, exactly. is way better than the original. Yeah, it's because they like take it and make it modern. And I get it. Like that's It's good to do that. The fact that you can do that means you had a good story in the first place yeah. to continue doing it. So, yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm going to read our last one here because it's my friend. Sure. Actually, this is our friend Daniel from Brooklyn who goes by Beta Club Field Trip. He made the intro song that we, we used for this show, the Halloween, but in like 8-bit, like video game style. He makes like 8-bit and 16-bit or chip tune or whatever you call it. He makes that kind of music. So thank you, Daniel. Beta Club Field Trip is his uh, artist name. He does like all that kind of stuff. So check him out. Played at the beginning. I'll play it at the end of the show as well. It's awesome. Daniel from Brooklyn. Saw this for the first time a few months ago. Never been a big horror fan, but starting last year, I watched all the Jasons, all the Freddies. Story started working through Halloween, and I tapped out after four or five. Yeah, that's fair enough. Felt like nothing happened for a long time in this movie. I can see how it set the bar for slasher films to come, but at, at the time, it was something special. But seeing it with fresh eyes now, I wasn't a fan. Sorry to break your heart, Brayden. My pal Liz also lives in Toronto and loves this movie. Wow, so Daniel's trying to set me up with his friend Liz, apparently. <laughs> Great, a podcast about horror movies, finding me true love. He says, I'm still looking forward to the new one, Judy Greer for the win. Also knowing that Danny McBride co-wrote the new one, I want to see Michael Myers versus Kenny Powers. <laughs> yes, both super vulgar in different ways. Uh, thank you for all the feedback, everybody. But yeah, um, I can I can see what he means by... It's just dated. It's like not a lot cliche that someone happen. else said, yeah. That's, um, I'm a big fan of the Stephen King books. Sure. And what I like with a lot of them is, uh, like Pet Cemetery, nothing really that scary happens sure. until the last few pages. Excellent. Like there's there's things that are the way he like describes the cat after it. Sure. Spoilers comes back from the dead. <laughs> um, describing it as like damp and like um, like a bit uncoordinated and stuff. Sure. You're like, eh, that's kind of weird. Sure. And there's these few like little creepy things. But it doesn't get like batshit crazy until the last few pages of the book. Right. And I like that because it spends more time building. Building and okay, you only really care about Laurie in yeah. this. So that's something they could do better. They could um, in that time make you care more. In this movie, it was um filmed nowhere near Illinois. It was filmed in California. Okay. And it was a real hard time finding pumpkins in the spring uh oh, right. for this movie. But uh it was filmed out of sequence. 
because oh, most movies are. Yeah, yeah. And Donald Pleasance was only there for five days, so they had yeah. to do things accordingly. So John Carpenter actually made a a meter out of five, and he would tell Jamie Lee Curtis, "For this scene, you're only going to be at a a two or a three because like this is earlier in the movie, sure. whereas later you're going to be like more five to help her." kind of keep it in relative aspects yeah. there which is interesting because you're talking about the tension being building and yeah, stuff like that absolutely. so it definitely this movie definitely builds to like the scenes where people start to die and then Laurie but that's most movies but now horror movies will be all over the place well I feel I feel it's same argument people have back and forth about superhero films exactly. it's like now the genre's been created <laughs> like with right. uh, like with slash films the genre's been created you just want to go and watch someone fuck up people. Yeah, exactly. It's same with superheroes. I I just want to see superhero shit. Yeah. And other people are like, ah, no, but I'm interested in the origin. And I, I want more yeah, of the person yeah. behind the mask. Sure. And it's like, cool, but you can see it from both sides of the fence. Yeah. So that's why I like this movie, because this movie kind of helped really make that. The reason scary movies are so cliche is because of this movie. Like, this movie did it. So this one this one's really is important. I like this one a lot. So, um... Uh, that's our review of Halloween. That's our review of Halloween. Yeah. Um, we want to do more of these. This is episode one, let's say, of BDE, the yes. Braden Davy experience yes. at the Braden Davy estate. Yes. Uh, we definitely want to do more of these. We want to do uh, Power Rangers, as we've said. Yes. We're going to see the new Halloween uh, yeah. soon. So we'll hopefully get one up. We could do one about that, that one as well. It won't probably be most more in depth about it, but because uh, we're going to watch it in the theater. Yeah. But I'm not bringing a notepad of the theater. No. Um, may bring a joint though because <laughs> it's legal not in theaters <laughs> um, but yeah give us your feedback what did you like about the show today what didn't you like about the show today yeah let us know what can we do to make it a bit different from just a regular review show and recommendations of some yeah, of these we've, shows we've received uh, quite a lot from uh, Twitter of movies like horror films you love that you think we should check out or yeah. you think we should talk about. We're doing this kind of just for fun, but it's to see if uh, people will listen and want to listen. So uh, thank you for listening if you made it this far. So uh, remember to listen to Post Wrestling. Up next, every Thursday, uh, me and Davey review up, uh, NXT Wrestling, 205 Live, May Young Classic that's going on right now for WWE. Um, so listen to that. And I'm sure if you're listening to us, you already listened to that. So stay tuned for more movie reviews. Uh, David, you're on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow him. At Davey Portman. I am at the Bray D. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Let us know where you find us or how you found us. And uh, thank you and see you in the near future. Uh, I'll be right back. Ahoy! <laughs> be safe. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 Each Sale. 
Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.